following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the hookups. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Welcome back to the Huge Show here broadcasting live all across the great state of Michigan. No, I am not the huge one, Bill Simonson. My name is Anthony Bellino filling in for the huge one. You can catch me uh, mornings, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 here on the Michigan Sports Network. Visit michigansportsnetwork.com to find the affiliate in your area or just download the iHeartRadio app. That's all you got to do. It's free to download. You download that. You search for 96.1 The Game. West Michigan's home for sports. And that, you just click listen live. Boom, we're there. All our podcasts. It's all it's all right there. So I got you this morning on the morning drive, and I'll get you on the afternoon drive. And man, how lucky am I, right? Who used to say that luckiest man in the world? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, join us on the Huge Show Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. You can uh, text the keyword HUGE to 21000. That's huge to 21000. You can find us on Twitter. Brett Hayes is at the Brett Hayes, H A Z E. On the Twitterverse, I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. And of course, you can tweet at us at Huge Show uh, as well and then send all of your complaints. If you had hate my guts, you just send them all to Huge. Uh, huge is right now, I think, I believe, working on the golf game. Pretty sure that's what he's doing. He's got the LPGA. Uh, celebrity pro-am out there representing us here on the Michigan Sports Network. So that is uh, that is great. Brett located in the uh, 96, one, the 96 one the game studios. Easy for me to say. I'm down here in the Michigan uh, Sports Network radio bunker. Man, it's great to uh, great to be with you though. Greatly appreciate it. Always appreciate the huge one uh, passing me the torch and allowing me to hang out with you here in the afternoon. Oh man, some wild stuff uh, today that we have uh, we have talked about. So what's uh, what's going on in the uh, in the sports world? I'll try to get you caught up on what's happening. The Tigers have lost nine in a row. They're going to try to snap the streak tonight. They'll take on the Atlanta Braves. They're back at home inside the friendly or not so friendly confines of Comerica Park. Six forty first pitch. We love the early start time. Not good here though, folks. Right now, uh, Atlanta minus two fifty on the money line. Tigers getting a run and a half though. So if you're interested in something along those lines, got to snap this streak, though. It, they, I mean, this has just been this has just been brutal. So I'm sure a lot of your eyeballs will be there. I'm kind of at the point now where I'm going to bypass that. I'll check in. It'll be on TV, too, tonight. Uh, but the main screen is 100% getting ABC. 
That's where it's at. The Denver Nuggets, a commanding 3-1 lead oh, in the series over the Miami Heat right now. Miami's backs are against the wall. Kevin Love is going to be good to go. He and his wife, by the way, congratulations to them, celebrating the birth of their child. We love to see that. Missed the team flight to Denver for Game 5. Not a problem. He and his wife, Kate Bach is her name, became parents on Saturday. Love then flew to Denver on his own, arriving in time for the team film session and media responsibilities yesterday. So he is good to go. Maybe some more reserve help for the Miami Heat, according to sources. Tyler Hero is going to attempt to return for game number five. And if you heard Tim McCormick there in hour number two, you know, Hero's been out since April 16th when he broke his you know right hand in Game One of the Heat's first round series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Still, obviously, you know, going to experience some discomfort. So, if he's going to be able to play, you know, Hero had been one of the Heat's leading scorers this season. He averaged 20 points per game, knocked down 203 three pointers in the regular season. You know, but they've been doing pretty well. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. You know, they haven't been shooting it well from three in the finals thus far. The two of them have combined 29% from three. So, obviously, Hero uh, would help here. But but Struess and Vincent, they, they've been good throughout the course of the playoffs. They, they've been necessary. And I love, love, love this matchup of these two teams. Because, to me, this is everything that is supposed to be what basketball is. Five guys on the floor working in unison I feel like in recent years, we've gotten way too individual, way too individual, too much of me, too much of my stats, too much of me stat hunting guys like Russell Westbrook going after the triple double, you know, everybody on a, on a missed free throw, everybody would just allow him to run up and get the rebound. He'd be right there in the lane. You know, it's like, come on. Why? So you can have meaningless triple doubles that don't equate to anything. That's not right. And I know guys like guys that are in the league today, they have their podcasts and they have, you know, their own shows like Draymond Green, for example, the new media, this new media, that, and that's fine. But somebody's got to be the gatekeeper around here. Somebody's got to do it. You know, and, and what I saw and people are like, oh, Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. In my book, he's not. He's in the Hall of, he's in the hall of really good. He's not a Hall of Famer. Just because you tried to stat hunt for a couple of years, you'd never led a team to anything. You haven't won anything. Like, what, what are we worried about? And then. When a team moves on from you, like the Lakers, you want to talk about getting a ring? For what? You became a meme on the internet because you couldn't hit the shot. You were throwing the ball off the shot clock, for God's sakes. And now you want to get a ring for helping them do what? You didn't participate in the playoffs. What is the matter with these people? It's ridiculous. I didn't want to see the Phoenix Suns. I like Devin Booker a lot. Devin Booker can come to the Pistons tomorrow, please. Grand Rapids guy. West Michigan. Love him. But I didn't need to see Kevin Durant. That's not going to work. And ESPN was telling me they were so busy talking about, oh, it's got to be the Celtics and the Lakers. Oh, these two teams. Oh, my goodness. Okay, and? And then what? And then when the conference finals started, all I wanted for our teams that were left, all I wanted, please, basketball gods, grant us Miami versus Denver. Give us that. It might be a little more lopsided than what some people want. And and I'm okay with that. I, I honestly am. I'm okay that this thing could be over in five. Gentlemen's sweep, as they like to say. I don't necessarily need to see LeBron James. I don't think that LeBron James makes or breaks a playoff run. At all. 
for me personally, these are these are the kind of teams, you know, the NBA and today, and I, I've said this before, and it's ruffled some feathers. So you're really like what I'm about to say. You got if you, especially if you're you're an '80s guy, if you remember the '80s and in the '90s, maybe like '85 to 2000, probably the best era of basketball ever. When you think about the star power, the quality of play, all of this. Think about it like this. When have we ever seen the NBA have such a dispersion of talent? When have we ever seen that? Think about that. You know, when we got down to Denver and L.A., I mean, four-game sweep. Get right out of here. Boston and Miami. Miami had the big lead, and Boston came back. Miami, you know, clinched it. But I didn't need to see the Lakers and Celtics for me to be interested in the NBA Finals. I didn't need to see a bunch of ISO possessions where one guy's standing out there dribbling out the shot clock, getting a high screen to roll, and just gunning a three ball. That's not entertaining. That's why, for years, when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, I've said that is must see TV because the Warriors play basketball the way that you're supposed to be, the way you're supposed to play. You move the ball, you move without it. You know, you don't always like somebody is you're allowed to go screen for somebody that doesn't have the ball. I swear to God, you run like motion based offense, pass and screen away. If you're going three out, two in, man up top, ball fake to the left wing, pass to the right wing, then the low block and the guy who just passed the ball, screen away. Man up top, screaming for the left wing, right block, screening for the left block. There's your motion. Wing passes it back up top, screen away. You know, it's just it's just kind of like I, I love to be able to see teams that aren't afraid to pass the ball, that trust their teammates, and Nikola Jokic, I mean, for anybody that voted for Joel Embiid to be the most valuable player of the year, it's just MVP fatigue. And we've ran into this a few times. Like, there was a solid stretch there. I'm not a big LeBron James guy. Uh, but there is a, there's a stretch there where he is the most valuable player in the league. Like, he leaves your team, your team goes to the lottery. He joins your team, you go to the finals. Like, that's just what happens. And there's a stretch of about, you know, Five to ten years straight, he could have won the Most Valuable Player Award. But we get a little fatigued. You know, it almost feels like the NBA MVP has turned into this whose turn is it now? Like a like a torch passing, if you will. For me, and, and my vote would have went to Giannis. If, I, if they would have allowed me to vote, that was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. His numbers were insane. I was going Giannis 1, Jokic 2, Embiid 3. And part of it is, there is, I think, an element of team success in winning that you have to be able to achieve. Philadelphia being the three seed, I'm sorry, that's not good enough to be the most valuable player in, in the league, in my opinion. Your opinion can be different. But you look at, like, Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland, Julius Randle in New York, Joel Embiid in Philly, uh, Brooklyn, once they finally got rid of all those yahoos, and James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant got rid of all the flakes, guess what? Boom, six seed. Boston, obviously, you're well aware of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, how that whole thing comes together. Trey Young, in Atlanta, Milwaukee as Giannis, Jimmy Butler and company as an eight seed in Miami, Minnesota underachieving like crazy, but at least they have some star power there with Ant and with you know Carl Anthony Towns. The Denver Nuggets loaded, you see them in the finals. Phoenix, good roster. The Clippers, I mean, hell, if Kawhi Leonard could ever play again, that'd be nice. Sacramento, what a great story Sacramento was. They lost the Golden State Warriors. You know who's on their roster, and then you got Memphis. With that idiot John Morant running around and the LA Lakers. Like, you look at the league right now, and the league is about as healthy as it's ever been, top to bottom. I think that's a beautiful sign for the NBA. So, all eyes locked in tonight on the finals. 
Can the Denver Nuggets, who are 9-1 and one at home right now in the playoffs, led by Nikola Jokic, who's almost averaging a triple-double in the playoffs alone, 30 points, 13.3 rebounds, 9.8 assists. That's crazy. And another fun fact for you, this team is averaging 26 assists per game, the Denver Nuggets are, on 42.5 made field goals. That's what they're averaging, 42 field goals made per game. 26 assists on 42 field. That's beautiful basketball, folks. So watch it and enjoy it. And even if Denver doesn't win, if Miami comes out and wins, I love Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler is a no-nonsense. I'm here to play basketball, and I want to win. And at the end of the day, that's what matters the most because everybody's getting paid. Look at what Zion Williamson's going through. Oh, my goodness. Have you read? Have you searched Zion on it, on Twitter recently? Oh, my God. That young man is a mess. That's what happens when you hand 20-year-olds $200 million. I mean, that's what, you know, that's what you get. Oh, my goodness. But, like, look, I don't need a bunch of individual me-first guys. I want guys that are here to play basketball, that compete every night, and that play to win. I don't want a bunch of pampered stars that haven't done anything. You know, you got guys coming out of, like, some guys are skipping college. Some guys are one and done. You haven't done anything. Getting these massive contracts. Win something, please. We're here to win. Look at all the money James Harden's made. How many titles does he have? Kevin Durant wouldn't have any titles if he wouldn't have joined the best team in the league that knocked him out. Like, come on, guys. Winning is, like, that's paramount. That's what's got to matter the most. Everybody's getting paid. Winning matters. And these are two winning basketball clubs. And that's why tonight, 8.30, flip on ABC and enjoy hoops the way it's supposed to be played. We'll step aside when we return. We'll talk a little Lions football. Let's get a little camp update. What's going on out there at OTAs? My man Tim Twentyman joins us next here on the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the ten with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the points of emphasis for new President Scott Harris this year was to make sure players who are rehabbing an injury get better while they work to get healthy. And it certainly looks like Matt Manning has done just that. Manning has worked tirelessly with new pitching coach Robin Lund, first building strength in his arm, then smoothing out his mechanics. As A.J. Hinch put it, Manning's arm action is now much faster, the delivery is more efficient, and the ball is jumping out of his hand. Manning has long puzzled many by throwing 90-91 in one inning, 95-96 in the next. Hinch thinks those days are gone, and we're going to see a much more consistent and powerful Matt Manning when he comes back. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Bean Garter. They're now a Dorn Mayhew firm. They're based in Troy, where Dorn Mayhew is located on the east side of the state. Bean Garter will stay in their existing location in downtown Grand Rapids. And Josh Garvey has been named the managing shareholder. Josh was appointed by Dorn Mayhew's board of directors. And Josh will lead the West Michigan office in downtown Grand Rapids in its vision, growth, culture, strategy, and client relationships. And Josh is very honored to lead the Grand Rapids office forward as the next manager. Managing shareholder, 
Bean Carter has had the privilege of serving the West Michigan market for nearly 75 years. And Josh's vision is to uphold that commitment and keep their firm focused on creating meaningful impact relationships in their local community. Congratulations to Josh Garvey as Bean Carter and Dorn Mayhew are now stronger together. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Have a blast with Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Saturdays in June, two players every hour win $1,500 premium play. On June 24th, the 11 p.m. winner rolls out in a new Coachman Catalina Legacy Edition. It's Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here with a reminder that the Meyer State Games of Michigan Summer Games are almost here, but there's still time to register in a ton of sports that are available to amateur athletes all across Michigan, from track to golf, swimming to basketball, and more. They've got an event for athletes of all ages and all abilities. You still can register now at stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. That's stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. here to the huge show on the michigan sports network that is brett hayes i am anthony bellino joining us now on the roast umber guest line our good friend tim twentyman detroit lions beat there detroitlions.com tim my man hey how are you how's life how are things partner long time no talk you ready for football season or what I'm ready for a little summer break. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. A little summer break, Anthony, and then we'll get right back to it at the end of July. But it's uh, look. The NFL is uh, 365, 24 hours um, a day with the draft and the off season and everything else. So I'm I'm, I'm going to step away a little bit for about a month. But then I'm excited for what's about to be in Detroit at the end of July. Hey, I love I love a good break. I, I'm not going to lie. I love a good break. So if you're going to take a break, you know what? I should break with you. There we go. We're going to take a month off. We'll reconvene uh, when camp rolls around. OTAs, uh, you know, it, every year it happens, right? Because it, it's such a controlled environment that it's really difficult. I would assume it'd be very difficult when you're there on a day-to-day basis to really kind of tell what, what guys are able to bring to the table. But you've done this long enough. You can kind of see, you know, that, hey, this guy might really, you know, this guy might really have the juice or so-and-so might be coming back from an injury and they might they might look like they were in tip-top shape where they were uh, beforehand. So I want to go with first on your OTA like list of like who would be your OTA all-stars? Like who are the guys that stood out to you? It's like, wow, like eyes open. Yeah, this guy is is for real. Well, it's hard to evaluate the offensive defensive line with no pads. You know, that's the biggest one I think you don't get in 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 the spring because there's so many rules about limited contact and no pads and everything else. And you can't evaluate offensive defensive linemen without the pads. And so, you know, pads aside, I think maybe I'll give you a veteran guy and a young guy. A veteran guy who has looked all the part to me is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, he's played in the slot. He's played in that safety um 
in in um, team portions of practice and competitive periods because Tracy Walker's still finding his way back yet. And look, he's getting hands on footballs. Um, he's loud. Um, he talks trash. He brings energy. And I was talking with Jared about this the other day. It's, I asked him about the secondary. He said the word he described is stickier. It's a lot stickier. There's a lot um, fewer windows. There's a lot less separation. And this is coming from Jared Goff versus where the secondary was last year. So, you know, I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson has kind of been a ringleader for that. So, you know, that's one. And then, you know, on the offense side of the ball, and look, it, it, the rookies, you always have to take a step back and and understand that they're rookies, especially a rookie tight end. That, that to me, is the second-hardest position to come in and play well as a young guy outside a quarterback just because – you essentially have to know three different positions. You've got to know the run fits. You've got to know all the protections. But Sam Laporta has looked really, really good in the springtime. I think he is earning a ton of trust with, with the quarterbacks, especially Jared Goff. And it seems like every day, Anthony, during open OTA, I write down number 87 as making a play again today. Had had one in a team period, tight window, back in the end zone, got his feet down and, and scored for the offense. And it's been like a daily thing i think that young man is going to have an opportunity to play early and, and make some early contributions and and we saw that maybe not individually you know the tight end like the tight end as a unit was was really good last year you know even though there wasn't like that big that big name right that trade from tj hawkinson had a lot of people you know scratching their heads and it's like oh okay we see that yeah we can kind of function but then they go in the draft and say hey here's a, here's a player that we really like uh that might have really you know made you know a lot of lions fans kind of open their eyes a, a little bit i want to go back to the secondary though because you mentioned cj gardner johnson and there's been a lot of talk about the amount of talk that 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 defensive backs group has had when you look at it this year and the addition of Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you draft Brian Branch. Oh, and by the way, Tracy Walker's coming back from injury. Tim, this is what I'm dealing with here on the radio. Somebody called me this morning and told me on on the radio, they told me that we should trade Tracy Walker for a six-round pick. I about fell out of my chair. So I got to ask you, what have you been able to see from Tracy as he's coming back from injury? Because to me, it feels like the first time in a very long time that this secondary has legitimate, comfortable depth. Yeah, 100%. I mean, let's not forget Tracy Walker was the team's leading tackler in, in 2021, over a 100-tackle guy. And, you know, he is another guy who kind of brings that energy, brings that juice. He's the quarterback back there. He's the leader. He makes it all go. He understands this system. Um, he's versatile in the sense that he can play in the box. He can play the deep safety. You know, now they've got Kirby who who's going to play a little bit more of that deep safety role. But, um, look, he's a veteran guy that just understands where everybody has to be and what the operation should look like. I think Kirby's going to benefit the most from having a veteran guy like him back now. Kirby can only you know only has to worry about one half the field. And going into his second season, he's going to be a little bit more comfortable as well. I just think, you know, when, when you're looking at this secretary, you're saying, well, Kirby Joseph is probably our most inexperienced guy right now. And, and that's a guy who had four interceptions, led you and made all those plays as a rookie. Your secondary is in a pretty good spot. I mean, Cam's been solid. You know, we're going to get Emmanuel Mosley back sooner rather than later. CJ can play both the nickel and safety. Kirby's look good. I mean, Tracy's look good. I just, I, I would not trade Tracy Walker, um, certainly not for a six-round pick. I just I like the veteran presence. I like um, the leadership. He's a guy that all those guys in the secondary look to, and, and he's embraced that role. He's a team leader, and you need guys like that. 
Thank you. See, now now I feel vilified, and I can go on care. I can walk out my my chest up, my chin held high. You know, head high, Anthony, head high. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, what did uh, Ron English used to say at Eastern Eastern Michigan? He said, "Tackle with your face, right? Keep your head up, right? Keep your eyes up, chin up there." Jack Campbell, linebackers. I mean, how do we how do we evaluate that with no pads? Because linebackers are the guys that they got to bring the wood on these plays. Yeah, same deal. I think some of the stuff you can evaluate in the pass game probably more than the run game, obviously. Um, but I, I tell you what, uh, you know, a guy who's looked really good and a guy who multiple coaches have talked about is Derek Barnes. Um, and and we talked to to Coach Shep today, and he said, look, don't sleep on Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes was playing football last year, and he has come into this year, um, you know, with, with a mindset that he ain't going to relinquish any snaps. He's not going to give up anything. If you're going to beat him out, you're going to have to beat him out. And Look, he's been taking all the number one reps with next to Alex Anzalone in, in the first team, and Shep's looking forward to that competition. And, and if if last year taught Lions fans anything, it's that is as that Shep. And I'm talking about Calvin Shepard, the, the linebackers coach. He doesn't care where you were drafted, how you got here. He's going to play the best guys. Uh, Anthony uh, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez was a six round pick last year, and he ended up starting. And he did not care. And, and Shep made the point today, look, both Barnes and Anzalone texted him that night that they took Jack Campbell 18th, just kind of, you know, wondering where they stood, what the deal was. And, and Shep told him, look, the best guy's going to play. And Jack's going to have to earn um, his way onto the field. And I can tell you this from watching the spring, it's not going to be as easy as people think. Most people just think, yeah, the 18th pick, he just steps in and starts. Not in Detroit, not in Shep's room. He's going to play the best guys. And that means he's got to be a third uh, beat out a third-year guy in Shep. He's got to beat out Malcolm Rodriguez, who's going into his second year. You and I both know players get better, considerably better from their first and second season. I mean, even a guy like Germ um, is, you know, a veteran guy in this league who's in his second stint here in, in Detroit. And so I, I think there's going to be good competition in that room. And it, it, it's not just guaranteed that Jack Campbell steps in and, and is starting at one of the stacked linebacker spots, spots right next to Alex Anzalone week one. That, I mean, that should be music to Lions fans' ears right there. Because that, that, that I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. Best guy's going to be out there. Yeah, we drafted this position, but you're not just going to walk out here because we drafted you there. And if there's healthy competition, that's what this team needs to be able to make that next step. All right, Tim, now for the meat and the potatoes of this whole thing. You know, there was, a, there was allegedly a situation that took place in which Jared Goff was maybe a little animated trying to explain something to Jameson Williams, right? And we all know Jameson's got the suspension looming, so that is what it is. It's neither here nor there. But I feel like that is a normal sort of you know discourse that takes place in a camp scenario where if you're not on the same page and your quarterback is trying to tell you something, and for whatever reason, maybe you're getting it, maybe you're not getting it, maybe you made a mistake because of whatever the reason may be, He's allowed to yell at people like he's the quarterback. He's got all the pressure in the world on him. He's got to know where everybody's at at all times. I'm perfectly okay with that. Twitter seemed to be in an uproar over whatever took place between Jared Goff and Jamison Williams. Is that a non-story? Yeah, Twitter gets in an uproar over a lot of things. Let me just make that point. But no, it's nothing. I mean, Jared, look, Jared Goff's an eight-year vet. Um, and look, the thing about quarterbacks and head coaches in this league is they are evaluated on wins and losses. I don't care how many pro bowls you got touchdowns, interceptions, all that was great for Jared Goff last year, but in the end, 
he is going to be um, evaluated on wins and losses, just like head coaches. And and he hasn't had enough of those big wins, and he wants to get there. He sees where this team is. He sees the opportunity that this team has with with an NFC North that no longer has Aaron Rodgers. You know, Minnesota is moving on from some pieces. Chicago is still a young team, and he sees what's right there and the opportunity that's in front of them. And and you know, this is the full strength offense last year that returns uh, the best offensive line of football, one of the two best offensive lines football that could be even better with big V back. So I think Jared just sees it all and he's a leader and he's in his eighth year and he's the guy. And if you're not on the same page, he's going to make sure you're getting on the same page. That's called leadership. That's called fire. That's called want. That's called grit. That's what this culture is all about. And so, um, you know, I will say this, you know, Jamal's going to make some mistakes. Jamal's going to drop some footballs, um, but Jamal's also electric. I mean, you give that kid just a little bit of a seam, and and he's gone. And I think Jared sees that. He sees how much he can help. Um, but you've got to be on the same page, and the quarterback's the guy that makes sure that happens. Do you think that's why maybe there is so much scrutiny maybe on the outside around Jamison Williams is because he, you know, we drafted him when he was injured, you know, very limited action in, in year number one, you have the suspension looming. And now like I, I compared it to, you know, when a, when a, when a young person gets in trouble, like in second grade, right? If somebody gets in trouble or is late to getting somewhere, a teacher is going to pay more, uh, a closer attention to that individual student. And they're going to be under the microscope. I kind of feel like Jamison's catching some unnecessary flack here because he's under that microscope. So if he does drop a ball in camp, people are losing their minds because they're focusing on Jamison Williams and the fact that he's not going to be there for the first six weeks. You know, that's part of it. But here's the thing about the NFL that's that's maybe different than other sports, too, is that you've got a, a small amount of time to, to earn your keep in the NFL. This is not a league that waits around. There's no minor league system in the NFL. Um, and this team, team rosters change. 33 to 40% every single year. Um, and so you see a kid with that much potential and you're like, okay, when, okay, well now we're going to see it. Oh, no, there's a suspension. Okay. Now we're going to see it week seven. It's like, okay, you better see it. You know, it's a first round draft pick. They spent a lot of resources on him. Um, and, and he's got to produce. And so I think you've got to stop seeing some of the mistakes, seeing some more of the potential. And so, um, I think that's the big thing. The biggest thing when it comes to JMO, you just you want to see it. Like when you you're going to miss six games because of a suspension. You didn't produce a ton last year, even though some of that was obviously getting back from the knee. Um, you're getting paid, obviously first round money. It's like your teammates and people want to see more of the positives than the negatives. And I think that's where we're at with JMO. People just want to see much more positives. Man. Really, really well said there, Tim. Amon Ross St. Brown, it sounds like he's just continuing to get better, if that's even possible. I mean, he's a fan favorite. I mean, we love Amon Ross St. Brown. He'll go get the football. He'll block downfield. He catches everything, and he's still getting better. Yeah, he's still getting better. I mean, he's only going into his third year. I mean, he is still young. And I think one of the things I talked to him about this offseason is is putting more of the vertical game into into in, in being more of a threat for him. You know, obviously he's that security blanket guy, that slot receiver, that guy that quarterbacks love that they know if they need a big catch on third down, they need a first down. He's that guy. He's in the middle of the field. He knows how to operate. I think one of the things maybe a little bit untapped with, with, with Saint is, is some of those wheel routes, some of that stuff down the field, some more intermediate stuff. Uh, we showed on, you know, he showed on the reverse last year, the, the speed he's got to go down the sideline, that big run. And so I think they're going to maybe open up a few things vertically with him. You know, obviously with JMO missing the first six games, 
um, and the ability of Jameer Gibbs to step in and kind of, you know, be a factor in the pass game. I've been really impressed with him when they put him out wide and they put him in the slot. I think he's going to be a big part of the pass game. So I think that opens up St. Brown to maybe be a little bit more versatile, maybe move outside, move around, and maybe be more of a vertical threat. I think that's maybe the next step with Saint. It's not just the 100 catches and 1,100 yards and, and 10 touchdowns. It's maybe some of those big explosive plays that we haven't seen a whole ton of. It's been more kind of um, production than sizzle. Maybe we get to see a little bit more sizzle with Saint going into 2023. Last one here for you, Tim, because I about fell out of my chair when I saw that Stephen A. Smith, of all people, was talking about the Detroit Lions. I mean, you talk about national darlings, hype train is real, expectations are elevated. You know, the entire kind of world that fell in love a little bit with Dan Campbell and the lovable Lions here last season, especially that eight and two finish, knocking Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs, going for it. I mean, the, I mean, the Stones, I mean, fourth and eight on our own 26 at one point this season. We went for it. It's crazy. We got the highest paid punt in the league. We're still going for it on fourth down. I love that guy. But how does this team handle the hype right now? Because it is real. Yeah, it is real. And it, and look, the players enjoy it. Obviously, the players love the primetime games and the recognition and everything else. But you know, I think Jared said it best this offseason when somebody asked him about that and, and all the outside noise. And he said, look, we won nine games last year and we missed the playoffs. Like, we haven't accomplished anything. We haven't accomplished any of our goals. Like, yes, it was great. We played some good football down the stretch. You know, I, we've got, you know, a nice young roster. We had five rookies on defense who were contributed last year. You expect to be better there. Offensively, we were top five. We returned most, most guys. Like, yes, I understand it. But it, it, just because you played well at the end of last year doesn't mean that you're going to pick up where you left off last year. You've got to put in the work. And we've done nothing. Um, so yes, it's fun. It's great. All that stuff. But I get the sense that the players are kind of just putting their heads down and and not listening to the noise because they know they really didn't do much of what they set out to do last year. And so you, you can't sit there and, and, you know, pat your chest and think you're something bigger than you are because the Lions haven't proved they are there yet. They hope to get there. And so to get there, they got to put their heads down and do the work. And I, and I sense that's more the attitude now in park. He is the Detroit Lions senior writer, DetroitLions.com. You can find him on Twitter at T20Man. Tim Twentyman, my man, thank you so much for your time today, partner. We greatly appreciate it. And, hey, hey, head up, chest out, right? Break time's coming soon. Sounds good. Have a good rest of your night, Anthony. Hey, thanks, partner. There he goes, Tim Twentyman. Love that guy. Love seeing him on game days. Uh, the fact that he stops by the pregame show and hangs out with Danny Rogers and myself. I mean, it's it's great. It's a great time to be a Lions fan. And... The fact that the rest of the country is taking notice of our football team. I talked about this this morning, too. When people say the Detroit Lions, they talk about the city of Detroit. They talk about Lions. It's not just Southeast Michigan. And I hope that everybody else is aware of that. You know, it's Saginaw. It's Flint. It's Mount Clemens, Mount Pleasant. It's Grand Rapids. You know, it's Benton Harbor. It's Traverse City. It's the entire UP. Like, it's everybody. Like that, that's what Lions fandom is. And, you know, I know that Dan Campbell talked about, you know, because he was at his daughter's volleyball tournament on the West Side. And they, you know, they kicked around that idea. Like, yeah, it'd be fun. I, I think it'd be great for them to take, you know, whether it's a rookie minicamp or OTAs or take something on the road if, if it's possible logistically and just, you know, reconnect with, uh, you know, with the fans because, you know, we've got season ticket holders that drive from the UP every single week. Every single week. 
I mean, we know what they are. We know their names. We know where they're coming from. We do features on them. Like, it's like Lions fandom is for all the Lions fans in the great state of Michigan and for Lions fans that are outside of Michigan. Like, now is kind of our time. And it, it's, it's nice. It's nice to, be, to, to have so many positives to talk about with this football team. And you can tell me I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, and I am. I'm going to do a keg stand on the Kool-Aid right now. I got the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. It is flowing. I got the beer hat on from the water boy, you know, with the two cans. Two cans of Kool-Aid. I might wear one of those on the set for the first day. Uh, our home opener. What do you think? Is that week two? Just get two blue. Dude, that would be great. The helmet with two can, like clear jars so you could see the blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> Just be sitting up there on the set drinking it. I think people would have a blast with that. I mean, why not? Why not us? Why not our team? After so many years and seasons of nonstop doom and gloom, fire this person, trade that person, cut them. They don't know what they're doing. This guy's a bum. I'm just so tired of all the negativity all the time. So I am embracing this, and I am enjoying this. I love that conversation with Tim. You're not, just because you got drafted high doesn't mean you're walking here and take somebody's job. Derek Barnes, man, I've been high on Derek Barnes since he got here. I'm waiting for him to pop. Malcolm Rodriguez, who didn't love that guy? Him and James Houston, six-rounders? You kidding me? The step, the change, the transformation that this team made in the second half of the season on the defensive side of the football. Oh, man. Can't wait. I know Tim Toyman can wait, but I can't wait. Football season can't come soon enough. We'll step aside. We'll come back, close things down here on the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge 24-7 at net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network. And if you haven't heard the news, it's time to step into a world of nonstop action with DraftKings Casino. You can play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer of your choice, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE, and you'll get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. Are you ready for the biggest party of the year? Nickelback with a live show unlike any other. Friday, June 16th at Van Andalou Arena. 
and weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back to the huge show here on this Monday afternoon, the 12th day of June 2023. So great to have the honor to hang out with you guys this afternoon, covering a myriad of topics today. The little Tigers with Jason Beck, did some Pistons and NBA Finals with Tim McCormick. Then get everybody all fired up about football season, even though it's so far away. It's so far away. Man, but it'll be here before you know it. Time flies when you are uh, when you're having fun, and always great to catch up with uh, with Tim Twentyman. And I wanted to, uh, you know, because we've got Game Five today, and this could be the end. This could be the end. It's always the uh, it's always a very difficult time of the sports calendar because we have a, you know, we're going to have a lull. We are the Tigers aren't very good, and you know, I know some of our affiliates are getting ready to hop into Tigers coverage, and it's a um, yeah, it's a. It is what it is. Like, they're injured. You know, all the hype that we could have had, maybe they become sellers at the deadline. I don't really know what happens there. So it becomes a very bleak time in the sports calendar. You've got Game 5 tonight, Miami and Denver, 8.30 tip-off on ABC. Tomorrow, you've got Game 5, Florida versus Vegas in the Stanley Cup Finals. And it could be it. And we could be caught up in the welcome to welcome to summertime officially. You know, we'll have some draft stuff for the NBA and... You know, free agency and, you know, summer league and things of that nature that we can look forward to. Uh, but it, it all comes to a very finite end after, you know, thinking about high school football Fridays, college football Saturdays, pro football Sundays, and how that leads into the National Hockey League and the NBA, college basketball. March Madness comes to a close. And you welcome in sort of the playoff season, if you will, for the Stanley Cup and NBA Finals. It's post Super Bowl and it's man. And then it all comes down to an end. So I hope that tonight, I hope Miami wins tonight. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Denver's 9-1 at home. Denver's going to win. I'm hoping for Miami. Just extend the series. Let's get at least one more game out, please. One more game. Please. Just let it go six. But if tonight is the end and it is the gentleman's sweep, 5-1, to one, it couldn't go to a more deserving coach and Mike Malone and a more deserving team. And a guy like Aaron Gordon who was floating around, and a guy like you know Bruce Brown, 
When I asked him why he was still on the free agency market, he told his head coach, Mike Malone, that, look, nobody knows how to play me. You know, a guy like Catavius Caldwell Pope, two Pistons, actually it's four Pistons on the Denver team if you're keeping uh, keeping score at home. And I guess with DeAndre Jordan, I mean, that was like a, a contract that existed, I, I guess, kind of, sort of. But, I mean, you've got you've got some real potential here for a, a team in Denver to really establish something. You know, by the way, it's uh, Reggie Jackson, KCP, Ish Smith, and Bruce Brown, four former Pistons on the Denver Nuggets team. And you have the MVP and Nikola Jokic, the emergence of Jamal Murray. Now that the world gets to see him, now that we get to shift some of the national headlines and attention away from all the debacle and drama-filled season of the Kevin Durants and Kyrie's and LeBron's and Anthony Davis, all this nonsense that takes place. Like, let's shine the light on some guys that are that are doing it. And, you know, for Michael Porter Jr., who's got a better-looking shot than that guy that doesn't drop? I mean, my goodness, hopefully he can find his rhythm tonight. But it's a very good team. And the Miami Heat are a very good team as well. And you know what? Whoever wins, I'm going to be happy with regardless. And I hope that you are able to uh, turn it on and enjoy some association hoops tonight. For Brett Hayes, I'm Anthony Bellino. So long. The huge one is back tomorrow, 3 to 6, here on the Michigan Sports Network. Big. Bad. Huge.